Ride Time Radio, it is. And today in the Business Lounge, which we're just about to step into, right, I have got two very, very special guests. I've got somebody who's been in business in Tenerife and in Spain for a very, very long time, and that is Mr. Henry Cruz, right? You may remember him back from Island Connections. He's been involved in lots of different media, and he is a very good-looking guy, right, who's decided to step <laughs> into the business angulus tonight. You can hear him chuckling in the background, right? I have also got another very good-looking person, right, all the way from the USA, who is going to give us her take on exactly what is going on, what the heck is going on in America, right? Because it's affecting the business world and it's affecting us here. It's affecting us in Europe. It's affecting everywhere. That is Miss Amber May, right? So we're going to speak to Amber. We're going to speak to Henry. But of course, I have the good, the bad, or the ugly Steve. Which one is it? Which one is it tonight, Steve? Which one is it? I have well, I Steve Forbes in with me. Steve, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, I think I'll go for the ugly tonight in the presence of such beauty with Amber and, and Henry. You know what can we? You know I can't, I can't, I can't hold a candle to those guys. So yeah, we'll go with the ugly tonight. Okay, well look, ladies <laughs> first, Henry. Mine. Ladies first. Let's be, let's be gentlemen like right. Amber May, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm so excited to be here, guys. I am so excited <laughs> to be amongst all of you. So thank you for having me on the show. It's an absolute pleasure, and we are going to tear chunks out of you, Amber, because we want to know what's going on. So whether you keep that to that kind of nice uh, approach by the end of the show, right? We don't, we don't know, all right? But uh, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on board. Henry Cruz, Mr. Henry Cruz, how are you? Very good, Adam. Thank you very much for the uh, the chance to be on the show, and hopefully I can deliver and give out some some facts or something that will be a value to the listeners. Well, Let's see. Well, we're so. going to treat you as Mr. Sanchez, aren't we, Steve? Right? Yes, we're going to say, gonna pick it no, we're going to treat we're going to treat Henry like Mr. Sanchez, and we're going to treat Amber <laughs> like Mrs. Trump, right? And we're going to find out what exactly is going on. All right. So, Henry, thank you very much for joining us. Henry, tell us thank about you. what you've got going on at the moment yourself. Yeah, because you've been in business a long time. So, tell yeah. us what's happening. Thanks, thanks, Adam. Yeah, I've been here. I've been back here now not, uh, since '96, as as you know. I'm from here originally. Went to the UK when I was four. Lived in Surrey. Uh, you know, went to school there, university. Worked in London, then then came back here and uh, uh, to a Tenerife, which is with a lot less cars then and and infrastructure, and uh, got involved with advertising sales there with the Island Connections and. Uh, Worked my way up to be a co-owner there of the group because we had a German publication and magazine and radio and everything. And that was fun. That was a lot of fun. But then obviously 2008, the Lehman Brothers crashed and uh, the overnight, the the business model changed for advertising. It, you know, from paper went to digital. And then we, you know, we earned our money from advertising and that was pretty impossible to carry on. And then you get into trouble with, uh, well, you get into cash flow problems and then... Uh, Obviously, I, I had issues there with my partner. It's a long story. I won't go into it now, but uh, went into then insurance and uh, and now into in litigation finance where we help the small guy against the big guy and and, and the investors can make some very good returns short term. So we're, we're very, I'm very happy now where everything is in my business life and, uh, uh, and, and happy about Tenerife, uh, although we are, you know, we're getting a bit... <laughs> 
busy here, aren't we? Well, you you picked up there. there. There's something I just want to pick up on there. You mentioned the word cars, which is obviously frustrating for everybody, right? Mm. And and as a Spanish person, you've mentioned cars there, and and you're obviously picking up on that as well. I mean, there, there is so many cars here. The TF1 at the moment is an absolute nightmare to yeah. even think about getting on. I mean, I have offices in Las Chafiras. Um, for me to even think about getting to the office after 10 o'clock is just a no-go. Yeah, if I'm not at there in the morning, if I don't leave here at 6 a.m. and go and do the show from, for the radio from the offices at 6 a.m., then it's a waste of time even trying to get there. Now, you, you're you Spanish. Yeah, you're from... Yeah. Um, are, are you originally Canarian, Henry, or are you from yeah, Spain? Man, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm from here, from Gaili, sort of, and then... Uh, so what is going on with the DGT in, in Tenerife? You know, from your, from your, I know you're not going to know all the answers to this, but how does this structure work? You know, do we just pay somebody or do we pay somebody's family or do they pay us to get the contract? How does it work, Henry? The, the, the road system, you mean? Well, I think... I think it's the old story again, you know, that, uh, you know, the funcionarios here, the civil servants, the politicians are, are pretty cosy in their job. They don't go the extra mile. They're pretty lazy. Uh, they'll, 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 they'll put down the uh, the lack of infrastructure due to, oh, we've got to be careful with the environment and everything else. And, you know, there's bureaucracy. But really, it's it's lack of it's lack of planning. It's laziness. And uh, yeah, there are plans coming in now, but I mean, it's it's going to be a, a long time. I mean, the, for instance, between Exur, we all know the 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 the, super, the uh, commercial center there, to the Siam Mall, they're going to put a tunnel in there. They're going to put three lanes in there. That's 110 million euros. It's going to be a five year uh, construction plan, which, as you know, here will will end up being seven years. So the worst hasn't come yet, you know. And, uh, and then all the way down to from there, from Los Cristianos to um, to Chafiras, there'll be three lanes. But that's another ten years away at least. Uh, so it's we're just victims of of our own success. I think. I think you know as well, you know, because we we've the, the island when when we get. People coming here after many years, they still think, "Oh, uh, there's more than just Veronica's." Yes, <laughs> Costa there, the five star hotels, well, all that's the other. True. It's a wonderful yeah, place. I mean, so. that, that is true, and and you know, I think the other thing is, you you say they're victims of our own success. I think we've become the number one European hotel destination, um, uh, vacation destination in the world, and bringing Amber back in on here. Amber, I mean, that we have quite a big um, kind of market now from America, and there's a lot of American people starting to come over to the Canaries. I mean, how, how is that? Is, is that on your radar at the moment? Have you heard that in your kind of areas? No, I mean, but everybody knows of the Canary Islands. It's not like it's an unknown place. So it doesn't surprise me that some people, I would I'm going to guess that more of the wealthy are coming over there because a lot of people actually in the United States, at least in Arizona or the border, are buying property in Mexico, believe it or not. So we have all these people coming up through Mexico to the United States, and then we have a bunch of people from the United States buying property in Mexico. It's well, wild. That's interesting. That's a really shocking uh, like kind of thing to hear, isn't it? From the news that we get... And and this is why I wanted to get you over, Amber, because um, you know, I wanted to hear the take of, of from a true American person about what really is going on. 
because the news that we're getting spoon-fed, you know, about different things in America. So, first of all, Amber, tell us about who you are and where you're from. Let, let's get everybody to know who you are. Let's introduce you a little bit. Well, thank you for, for having me again. Um, I'm Amber. I'm, I'm a former radio broadcaster here in Phoenix. I went to journalism school at Arizona State University, and I quit when I had my children. Um, so I worked in radio for a long time because it took me a long time to have children. So when I finally got to have a child, like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine going to work. Like I was, as it got closer to delivery, I was literally crying in my car going to work. And it just, I shouldn't have felt that way. So I quit something that I, I love doing to do something that I, I loved even more doing. And that was being a mom, but God called me back into broadcasting a couple years ago. So I started a podcast and I'm kind of having this argument with God, like, who's going to listen to me? I haven't broadcast in nine years, like at least at the radio station, I had a built an audience, right? When you're a podcaster independent, you got to try and figure out how are you going to get your own audience? And that was a challenge, but you know, God's good. And he brought more bigger name people on my show, which would bring an audience. And, and then he put me in circles with people I never would have imagined meeting CEOs of companies like Mike Lindell of my pillow being on the ad, uh, knowing the inner circle of Donald Trump. Do I know him personally? No, I've met his son once, but I know some of the people in Donald Trump's inner circle. I'm like, never in my life would I have thought I could get that close to a president. And I hope someday I get to meet him. That's my, my goal in life is to meet Donald Trump. He's been a different kind of president than any anyone we've ever had before. And he kind of lifted the veils off of all of our eyes. A couple things did. The 2020 election, COVID, and Donald Trump is president. For the first time in our life, at least in my life, and, and this is a sentiment you hear often, is we finally had a president that loved the United States, that cared about us, that um, lowered our taxes, gave it a better standard of living, uh, allowed us to be oil independent. Um, if he said something, he stood by it. So he was a strong leader. He had he had the knowledge of running a business. And I, that's what drew me to him in the beginning when I wanted to vote for him in 2016 was we had such a financial deficit. And I know all of you guys know that we uh, we even dropped in our credit score. Our, our, our federal government just wants to spend like crazy, spend like crazy, spend like crazy. They don't want a budget. We haven't had a budget in a long time. I can't even remember if it was George W. or if it was Clinton the last time we had a budget. So we don't have a country budget. They want to, they, they tell us, they gaslight us all the time. They tell us one thing. And what we've discovered is there's so much election interference. And the ultimate goal is to bring America down to communism because communism is going to be the one world government. It's going to be, that's the model that they're going to use for the new world order, which our presidents have been saying to us for decades. Whoa, hold on, Amber, hold on, Amber. Right, let's slow <laughs> you down. Let's slow you down, okay? <laughs> There's nothing that I don't agree with, but there's some things that I don't 100% agree with. And I've got a very liberal person who sits with us on the panel every week, right? Mr. Wormsley, I'm sure that you have a lot to say now after listening to that from Amber, right? And Amber, thank you very much for your input there. But let's first of all switch over to Steve because I know he's very liberal and I want to know his take on just that so far that you've said. Wow, you've put me on the spot, Adam, because I disagree with pretty much everything that Amber okay. said. I think That's Trump right. is the biggest danger to... Sorry, sorry, I'm being honest. I think he's one of the biggest dangers to the planet alongside, you know, the likes of Putin and 
probably I'd put in there Netanyahu, not not being anti-Semitic in any way. Right. I'd have a lot of issue with the way that uh, this war, this um, is being conducted. Uh, I, I, I feel very strongly about that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I am probably, you know, woke. People call me woke. I don't mind. I would embrace that. I think it means aware of people's sensibilities, aware of um, the ability to people of, of people to be able to live a fulfilling life. And, and I'm not convinced that anybody in Palestine can do that at the moment, probably nor can anybody in, uh, in, the, Gaza, in, the, um, in the West Bank. But the, I, I think Trump was one of the dan most dangerous presidents we've ever had. He certainly was different. Mm -hmm. um, can I just pull this back in, thoughts. everybody? Can I pull it back into a business lounge? Okay, right. Let's not get too political. This isn't a pol political lounge, right? Well, this is a business yeah. lounge, right? And and one of the things that I would say, if I put my opinion in here, Steve, is is that um, I've never been a kind of a. I'm not. A, I'm not a lover of any politician, right? I don't like politicians no, because no, I no. spell politician with L I A R, right? That's how how I spell politician, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. so, and and I always think about the CV that you must get to be a politician, and it must say like, are you a good liar? Yeah. Um. Do, do you mind lying to your family? Uh, no, I can tick that box. Okay. And and does it mean you know if you want this job, would you mind lying to lots of people? No. I can see, okay, well, you've got the job, right? That's kind of how a CV yeah, yeah. for me would go as a politician, right? Sure. But I will say this, right? I listened to a speech from um, a, a uh, I think it was New, New Hampshire, right? Where Donald Trump made a speech, right? And I've not been a lover of anybody. I do love Winston Churchill, right? I do love him. Yeah, he was good. But I listened to a speech from Donald Trump and the things that he said and the way that he said them, for me, were very, very down-to-earth and very connecting to the average person on the street. Mm -hmm. And I think that he made a massive change from his original stance of his bolshiness of a president, and I'm a businessman, I'm a billionaire. And I think in those four years that he did spend as president, I think he learned a hell of a lot because the way that he spoke at that New Hampshire, the way that he spoke turned me. And it turned me in a way that I thought, you know what, this may be the hero that we need to actually stand up and start speaking on behalf of the world mm. instead of speaking on behalf of the establishment that keeps driving us down. What do you think, yeah. Henry? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to gang up on Jez, but I've got to agree with quite a lot of stuff. Steve, I'm Steve, by the way. Oh, Steve, Jeez, sorry. It's my wife's Steve. name. I'm sorry, Steve. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just my wife's um, name. I'm sorry. I thought that was the nickname. I'm right, sorry about that. that. But uh, Steve, right. yeah, I, I, won't yeah. I won't gang up on you or your wife there, uh, Steve. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I think... Yeah. I think we are, you know, Sanchez, if we want to talk about some politics here, Adam, uh, and then mix it back into the business, but uh, I think communism is, is a big thing in Spain now. And uh, Tucker Carlson was here about three months ago, and he, he spotted it. <laughs> Tucker Carlson was in the news recently. I don't know if you guys yeah, saw an yeah. interview or heard an interview oh, recently. Yeah. <laughs> it went everywhere. <laughs> so, and, and I think that's and an interesting point, Henry. To, to, yeah. Just 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 elaborate on that a little bit because I didn't hear that, and that's interesting to hear that. 
the, the which the which one the the it's Tucker Carlson Carlton? actually in Spain as well. So tell me about he, that. He was here, yeah, when the the you know the general election there, uh, when you mentioned it a few minutes ago. The the best liar in the world <laughs> at the moment, who's the champion of the champions, is Mr. Sanchez, who's the oh, the, the president at the moment, who a week before, in fact, a month before himself and his uh, party, and two days before, were always saying that there was no way that the amnesty would be uh, included in their agenda. Uh, and and mm. basically, he lied to his, his, his voters and the Spanish people and everything. He needed those votes from the Catalan. Well, look at what happened to him. As, and as I said on the breakfast show a few days ago, Henry, yeah. is Mr. Sanchez... You cannot do a deal with a lion when your head is in its mouth. So how yeah. you ever thought that the Catalonians was going to do business with you, I have yeah. no idea whatsoever. And this is the guy who's supposed to be running the country of Spain. How can he yeah. not see that this was going to come? Yeah, I think he's upset a lot of people, Adam, as you know. I mean, you mentioned earlier as well about the European community there. He was the president for, for six months between, uh, you know, till the end of, uh, you know, July to uh, December last year. And uh, as you know, one of his most uh, famous uh, speeches was about uh, Hamas and everything else. And, uh, you know, the Spanish people, you know, he 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 grouped us in as though the Spanish people are, are on your side. And we, we, we were furious. I mean, you know, I mean, the guys, he's going against the whole, um, you know, wave of, of, of the, sorry, the what? The whole, yeah. the whole establishment, the whole yeah. Country. I mean, he he would do anything to stay yeah. in power. That's his ego. But, uh, but this, this, this is what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah this he, this is he, one he of the things. To... So so sorry, Steve, let me just okay. go in. I know I'm a bully when it comes to things like this, right? Uh, yeah. But sorry, I beat you. I up when don't I know you. how you can call something democratic, right? When yeah. you have lost the election because nobody voted enough for you. So then you go and get fractions of people from around everywhere and you ask them to, to come in and you've got no manifesto together. So you've got right. nothing that the people agreed on, but you're able to collaborate those votes and go, well, we've won now because we've got all of these other people saying that they'll make a government with us. It's absolutely non-democratic. Yeah, yeah it's happening all over the world. I mean, Italy have been in in coalitions. I mean, for my entire life, and I'm, as you know, very old. I mean, they they nobody wins elections in Italy. It's just only the mafia, Steve. So only the mafia. <laughs> well, only the mafia. They win elections everywhere, man. Right? You know, they they probably, you know, basically we know who rules the world, and it's not any politician or any or any a democratic voter. It's it's the billionaires and the massive corporations that that that, that rule the roost. I mean, you know. So so let let let's talk about this, right? So let, let's how right? Let let's talk about two scenarios that I've got, right? Which I've got these written down for today, and and this is where I want to bring Amber very much into the conversation. If we have a a democratic world going forward, and or if we have a republican world going forward. What does it host for Europe? What does it host for the West? Because to be fair, if I'm honest, Amber, both scenarios seem to pose problems for us as European people, no matter which way it goes, because Trump seems to be very much for let's cut the West off and leave them to fend for themselves, where Biden seems to be let's take the West to war 
and we'll all get involved in a big war. So, I mean, how do you see it, Amber? I'm glad you asked me that question because I don't see it that way. Adam, I I don't think he wants to cut America, Trump. I don't think Trump wants to cut America off from the world. However, there's so much brokenness in the United States that it's time that we start fixing our country before we can be a good asset to other countries and our allies. There's so much brokenness. Uh, we have a lot of homeless here in the United States. Our, right now, we have a massive invasion going on at our border, not mostly on the southern, but even at the northern border. We are getting invaded every day, and we're getting invaded by people that don't love our country. We're getting invaded by military-aged men from all over the world, from China, from Africa, from the Middle East, from South America, all over the world. They're coming into our country. Uh, so it's a, it's a problem. It, we cannot structurally handle this much people. So the things that are going to happen is they're going to drive the, the wages down. Uh, people are going to be fighting tooth and nail for a job. Uh, we can't house that many people. Do you know right now uh, what's going on in some parts in, of our country that they're kicking the, the homeless vets that they went and helped and got off the streets and have programs for them, they're kicking them out of those facilities and putting illegal immigration immigrants in those. So, I mean, that, that to me just is so horrible when you are kicking people out that signed up to fight for your country and you're giving that away to someone who's not even a U.S. citizen who's breaking the law coming into your nation. They're yeah. taking, um, they're closing well, can down Can I ask you a question, Amber? If, if we yeah. are going around the world, stomping around the world, invading countries, telling people that, that you know, we're liberating them and we're going to, you know, sanction them and we're going to, mm -hmm. you know, take away their governments and we're going to destroy their countries and then we send sortie after sortie after sortie of jets over and flatten their countries, you know, we have to take some, and this is not just American, right? This is American, this is England, this is Europe. We have to take some responsibility that if we're going to go and flatten someone's country, then these people are going to want to go and live somewhere else. And we've told these people that the West is better. Mm -hmm. The West is better than where you live. Mm -hmm. The Western culture is better than what you have. So we're going to bomb the hell out of your country, flatten it, and then we're going to not give you somewhere to stay when you want sanctuary. Well, what I think we've been finding out and is that there's so much money to be made. Like we had a former president Eisenhower on his farewell address. He talks about the military industrial complex and how much money there is to be made. We find out through the FX something or other FX. There's a cryptocurrency company. Why it's escaping my mouth. I don't know on my mind, but it was tied to Ukraine. And we were finding out that there was so much money laundering that was happening through Ukraine and the war efforts. So <clears throat> I think our eyes are starting to be open that there is so much money laundering to be made by those in power and they use the cover of war um, or they use they get us into wars that we don't need to even be in in the first place because there's money to be made. So either way, there's money to be made. And right now, you know what our government's more focused on? the Ukrainian border than their own border. And they want to send more money to Ukraine for the Ukrainian border than our own border. Now I'm okay with helping other nations. I'm totally fine with that. But when I'm not safe in my own country and you want to help someone else before you help my country, that's where I have a problem with. And then once we can feel secure here in the United States, then we can be a better nation to help protect other countries. 
But right now, I think so what you're getting at, Adam, is I think we're finding out as people all over the world, and it's not just a problem in the United States. And what Steve alluded to, these these oligarchs, these these elitists that are controlling all of the world's government. I mean, the World Economic Forum has the the Young Global Leaders Program. And every year they go to Davos and all these people from all over the nation, whether you're a CEO or you're a head of state, they devise plans for the entire world. Some of these people aren't even elected officials and they're just they're, they're coming up with plans for the entire world. So we're all in this problem together. Really, it's an us versus them. Can uh, I just problem. cut in and uh, Henry, you're 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 nodding and agreeing a lot there with Amber. Let's get your take on that as well. Yeah, I, I, I have to really because um, you know I just it's what I believe in. I think you know I was woken up. We had a little chat earlier when the COVID scenario came in. We 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 were able to take a step back and look at what was going on around us, and things didn't add up. And you know, after a while, you start seeing things uh, are not really done in our favor. They're done for the these elites, let's say. And we know the media, the mainstream media is bought. I was in media before. I used to have the call from Santa Cruz. I mean, I don't mind if they hear this, but, you know, to, let's change the front page for, you know, to, don't put you know, negative news on the front page. And then the, and then it was the, oh, by the way, uh, we got the new campaign for the summer, advertising campaign coming out. Um, uh, yeah. I'll, we'll get Mary to give you you guys a call and book in, um, you know, X amount of, of pages. That's how it was paid, through advertising. It wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't through, you know, transfers or envelopes under the table in a nice restaurant you know <laughs> that's how it's done and this but, is what the mainstream media is doing and a lot of yeah, people still 100%. Doing everything yeah. the mainstream media right? steve i no, know that you are a kind of a liberal and everything else but i also know that you're very against the establishment so you've got to be agreeing with amber on a lot of things here because i, I do you know uh, although do. No, although that, say... you know you might be anti-trump right but are you anti-new world order which i know you're not no, not at all. I mean, for, for one, uh, uh, hmm. politics these days in the world, and it includes Sanchez, includes Sunak, and includes Trump and Biden and all of that, the whole lot, is it, it seems to be based on personality and not on not on policy, which is a complete, you know, a complete mess because. Nobody liked politicians when they were old, grey, and smoked a pipe. And nobody likes them now because I like Churchill when he smokes a pipe, mate. I like Churchill. <laughs> yeah, but Churchill was a great Churchill was a fantastic leader through the war. There is no, but as a leader after the war, when he took his second term, he wasn't so great, Adam. He he, he didn't do that well. Ooh. So you know, he was a man of his time. He was a man of his time. Churchill was a great um, leader. Let me tell you a story about Churchill. Right, he rode the last horse in the war. Right. In the Boer oh, yeah. War, and then we, and then he in was the in the, yeah. he was in war in the First World War, right, as an admiral on the on the ships, and then in the Second World War, <laughs> he orchestrated it. He kicked out Chamberlain, who was about to do a deal with yeah. Hitler, right, because he was such an idiot, right. He kicked him out, Absolutely. and let me tell you something. Let's go back to the Boer War incidents. He picked up one of his fellow men, right, off the floor, right, strapped him on his horse rode to the medical centre and they said, the only way that we can save this man's arm is with a skin graft. Churchill did no more. 
then pull out a blade and cut the flesh from his arm and slung it to the surgeon for him to sew up the guy. Now, that is what you call a leader, Steve. That is what you call a leader. He's not a liberal. He's not Paddy Ashton. He's not one of these yellow belly leaders, right? He's a leader, right? He's somebody who will lead the country. He was yeah. amazing. He was as as a as a wartime leader, we could not have done without him. The world needed him, and he was amazing. But look at his second uh, term after the war, once we were trying to rebuild in the fifties. He really didn't do well. But anyway, that's a, that's another story. I don't disagree. Guy, fantastic guy, <laughs> fantastic guy. Right, but let's talk about Santa. Let's problems... talk about Biden. Right, let's talk about Biden. Amber well, let's May. talk about Biden. Biden. Did you see let's what just came about... out? What but is going what did you, on? With what just this came guy? out in the special counsel? They declared that he is not competent to stand yes. trial because his mind is just not there anymore. It's but disintegrating. Isn't this a right? smokescreen, so he that we've he all have known to that stand. since he was elected. Yeah. Okay, yeah. he didn't even campaign in twenty twenty at all. I mean, there was no, there was not one campaign. That's why Donald Trump said you're hiding in your basement because literally he did not campaign he didn't have to campaign he reminds me of the the, like the action man doll you know the action man doll that you used to like turn the 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 eyes the only thing that moved was the eyes on the back of his head yeah and everything else sort of stood still you know that's what he reminds me of and uh, you know even his His movements are like little jog he's like an android isn't he you know did elon musk make biden amber did he (laughs) (laughs) but you know the special counsel just said because he he broke he broke law. The only one that can declassify and take um, information to their private uh, homes is president. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones that can declassify information and they're the only ones that can take their paperwork home after they're done being president. Joe Biden was never president prior to this. I still don't see him as president, but he was vice president and he was a senator. And yet he was found with top secret information in his residence. And guess what? They they raided Mar-a-Lago for a presidential declassification paperwork that he is allowed by law to have. But they don't go after Joe Biden or other presidents, even yeah, even. But this Hillary is your Clinton, country, Amber. This, Amber. this is your country. We're trying to make uh, some amends. We're trying to understand this, right? You're an American citizen. You are watching this going on in front of your own eyes. We are Western civilians watching because we all re- rely on a lot of things to do with America, mm-hmm. right? And if if business if we go back to the business lounge here, right? If business is bad in America, business is bad yeah. in the in the, in the West, yeah. So how are we supposed to siphon through this political madness that you've got going on in your country? If you, as civilian people, don't even believe that your own media that's going on, I mean, what the heck is going on in America? Yeah. I'll tell you because it's everything's been captured in the in America. Every institution has been captured. The school system's been captured. Captured in during COVID was one of the best things that could have ever happened to parents. Every the parents were home and the kids had to be on the computer, and they were able to hear what was being taught to their children. And for the first time in a long time, parents were up in arms about the things that the the teacher the teachers were teaching, things that students were learning. And we would have parents in droves going to school board meetings saying, we don't want this anymore. Uh, we want the desexualization of our students gone. We don't want to have this, um, um, what was it called? Um, it was, what was, I can't think of the name of it, but it was basically like 
teaching racism to our, our, our children. And so the, the curriculum in our, in our school system is terrible, but, but, but we wouldn't have known that without COVID because why we have, we're working parents and we have to go to work and, that and is we're an not amazing there listening to the discovery. teachers. Mm -hmm. It was. And so there was there's been a big movement in in, amongst parents from California to Maine, all across the United States, getting active in their schools. And in Arizona, we're very fortunate because we have school choice. Our state legislature says the tax money follows the students. We can homeschool and get money to pay for the curriculum. We can send them to private school, which has only been something only the elites, only the rich were able to eat to attain and now middle class and poor can now get a private school education if they want to, or they can remain in the government schools. It's up to them. It's up to the parents now. So we learned that. And so we're just learning all these things and how they controlled the media and controlled everything we were taking in. There was no free and fair media. And that's in our constitution of our United States. And I was a journalism major. And that's one thing we studied in journalism school. And we focused on yellow journalism and, and government led journalism. And we would say other other countries and and those poor people in other countries will never get their real accurate news because their media is controlled by the government and as a young person at the time i was like man thank god i live in america but as you get into it just like henry was saying as you start getting into it and finding out wow they don't let me say this they don't let me say that i can't interview this person i can't interview that person can i can i just pick up on something amber there right which i think is um every parent that i speak to across the world since covid have all said the same thing. Now, I want to know this, right? And, and if there's anybody listening to our show who has any has any authority anywhere, I want to know this. Who gave you the right to teach my kids non-binary gender, right? Because I never voted for anybody. I never voted for any legislation for this, no manifesto for this. But it seems to be that this was a Western a Western manifesto that we were going to start teaching the kids this. And it's a very interesting point, Amber, that you pick up on, which is that we all stopped at COVID. And I think COVID was a mistake. I don't think it was planned. I think it was a mistake. And we all stopped. And suddenly we looked at what was going on. Mm. Now they're trying to say, oh, they're trying to, oh, you're woke and all all this like bull, right? (laughs) I'm not going to put the other one, but all this bull. It's not about being woke. It's about looking and having the chance to look because we were so far in the rat race that we never had time to stop because if we did, we'd lose our cars or we'd lose our houses or we'd lose our something. But COVID stopped that and we realised, well, you know what? We're not going to lose all that. We have got time to breathe, but we want to know what the hell is going on. And when we start talking about kids and all of this curriculums that were being taught and are being taught to our kids, mm-hmm. and there's some horrific things being taught to it, children. Yeah, critical in America, in, in Europe, yeah. in in England, horrific things being taught mm-hmm. to our kids that we have never ever voted on. Henry, mm-hmm. you're trying to come in. Come on. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's quite, it's just shocking. Sometimes you wake up and think, is this really happening? You know, I mean, it's like, it's a bit surreal, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll, I don't know, in, in I don't know, two years or three years' time, will there still be a show allowed, uh, Adam, like this? Because, you know, this is another thing they're trying to bring in, uh, you know, new laws to to control us on our, you know, free speech and everything. And it was I always crazy. say, Henry, I, I am not politically correct and nor is the radio station, so tune off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean... What I would I would like to say, yeah. one thing here, and I've been, it's been in my mind, so sorry to interject, uh, Henry, but... No, no problem. I think 
the whole of the Western world, and I include, you know, every country that lives basically in the same way that we all do, right? So all of Europe, all of America, not South America so much, but certainly Canada and, you know, going in most of, most of the West, what I would consider the Western world. I think, I don't know why, but I think we are all deeply confused about everything. Yeah. You know, we don't know what the hell is going on with gender. I, I have no clue. I, I'm an old man. It doesn't really, it's <laughs> not going to affect me for too long, you know. But I, I don't understand it. And I, uh, we've got one of the problems, I believe, is there's eight billion people on the planet now. When I was a kid, 170 years ago, there were four billion people in my lifetime the population of the planet has doubled i mean some people don't agree with that some do you know that but that's the way you know it's presented Steve, i'll tell you what's that's going what on with gender my friend right gender is there is a man and there is a woman and there is nothing in between yeah. and there's nothing outside right there is a man and a woman and as henry said we don't know how many times we'll have the opportunity to say these things, and you're very right, Henry, yeah, which is oh, why I'll say them agree. now. There is what there is two genders. There is a man and a woman. That is it, right? There's no in between. There is some grey areas which we've never had to promote in over what billions and billions of years. We've never needed to promote the gay areas, right? This is now becoming an absolute joke, right? My child goes to school to learn maths and English. He doesn't need to learn what gender he is. He was given that at birth. Yeah. So you can't tell him now that he doesn't know or he can change it. I gave him his name. If you're telling me that my child can cannot have a gender at birth, then you're telling me that I cannot give him a name. If I can't give him a name, it means I need to give him a number. And is that really what the establishment wants amber it is because it goes back to the communist manifesto they want my nation they want the world to be communist whether you have the super rich and the ultra poor and one way when you read karl marx he doesn't want the family unit to exist when i studied sociology in school and i had one phenomenal professor tell us in school that if you want a strong society you have a strong family unit but if you want a week, if someone wants to weaken your nation, they go after the family unit. And that's what they've done, taking the ideologies from Karl Marx. And, and they have destroyed the family unit. They've confused us of, if we're girl or boy. Then they confuse us of, of, you know, should I marry a man or a woman? And now Steve might disagree with me, but they have. I have done a lot of research because I'm an infertility survivor. And I have a lot of research on on vaccines on my website because COVID really opened my eyes to that. I was a strong believer in that. But I found Henry Kissinger, who was writing an art, who wrote a white paper and gave it to Henry Ford, our former president, and he took that as a public policy. And they were going to attack um, the fertility of women around the world. And the way they were going to do that is one way was vaccines. And I think I've been injured by vaccines. And there was documentaries done on the tetanus shot by Dr. Andy Wakefield. And what they found out that when they mix the HCG, which is a human growth hormone with the tetanus vaccine, it caused infertility in women. When I was a young woman in my 20s, I was working in dialysis to pay for my way to go to college. 
And I was forced to get that vaccine and I felt a fundamental shift in my body. I've had six pregnancies, only two kids that survived and I had a hard time getting pregnant to begin with. So me and my husband really struggled with fertility. Then you look on the Georgia Guidestones and they say they only want X number of people to live on planet earth. Now, because of my Christian faith and when God says, I want to multiply, I want you to multiply and fill the earth. I believe that there's a God in heaven that is more powerful, that can continue to make this earth sustainable for all mankind to live. But I think there's a relig there's a group out there and they believe this to be true, that our earth is not sustainable. That's why they're going after the carbon credits. That's also part of the whole communist movement, ultra poor, uh, ultra poor, ultra rich. There's no middle ground, but they're going after and saying, we need to depopulate the earth. We need to depopulate the earth. And and you hear Bill Gates talk about it all the time. And one of the ways they do that is through vaccines. But my God says, go and multiply and fill the earth. So if he can do that, I am trusting that God will be able to sustain us for all mankind. So there's an attack on the family unit. There's attack on uh, women being able to have children. And it was very painful to go through all those miscarriages. And it was very painful because it would take me years to get pregnant. It was very yeah. painful to go month after month not being able to have a baby. And let me bring let me Amber, Amber and, and I, I sympathize with all of that with you Amber and I know that it's very very difficult when it comes to fidelity with women and all of those things especially when you hear about you know like the depopulation of the world and if you're a woman trying to get pregnant and everything that's a very difficult thing to try and take take on board I want to bring Steve in on this because Steve this is kind of like another liberal area that you're going to kind of like probably fight a corner with so Steve yeah. Well, uh, the, the, the planet can sustain, according to a, a report in New Scientist about five years ago, and it was one of the uh, combination of universities across the Western world. So the UK, the US, and uh, I, I've got a feeling there's a Spanish university involved as well, a couple of others. And they, they basically came up with the under the their findings showed that the planet could maintain approximately 11 to 13 billion people. This is taken into account food, accommodation. Also, in, at the time, they didn't put enough um, emphasis, I don't think, on climate change because over the last five years, it's become evident that whether it's caused by humans or not, it's happening and you know so whether they took that into account enough i don't think they did but basically that what, what they're saying was that the population of the world will fluctuate between 30 between 11 and 13 million which means when you're at the 13 million stage a uh, billion sorry billion when you're at the 13 billion stage it's going to fluctuate back down to 11 billion that's two billion people that have to, I don't know, disappear, die, whatever. Uh, I, I mean, okay, you can believe in that God will provide, you know, and obviously that's part of the the, the scriptures. And they did say, go forth and multiply, and I, I get that. But I believe that there is a, a limit to how much humanity the planet can 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 hold. Uh, Henry, and, and I think we're what, heading what have you got to say about? To Steve, let me just cut you on there and let, uh -huh. let me bring Henry in on that. Yeah, 
uh, is there enough is there enough resources for for everybody? Um, I think it will be a you know be one of these leveling off natural things. I I don't think um, you know I don't think we, we, you know as Steve says we have to get rid of two billion people. Well, you could put them in the you know the civil service. Maybe that'll be good because they disappear there. You know? Nobody knows. <laughs> You go up yeah. to the town Postman, hall, postal service. There's nobody there. Are you tormenting? Know? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so yeah. you get rid of them that way. But um, yeah, I mean, if, if we've got another four hours of the show, we could really go. But I, I, I don't know if I should, you know, go off on a tangent here, Adam. But I mean, the the, the worst hasn't come yet. The worst is the the CB, uh, you know, the, uh, central banking central digital, bank digital currency. currency. Yes. <laughs> That's the word, you know, you know, my motto, Adam, is, is, is on my WhatsApp is the best is yet to come. Well, the worst is yet to come. <laughs> you know, people say, oh, yeah, but if you've got nothing to hide, what are you worried about? Well, this is I where it all ties you. in. This it is does. where it all ties in. They will say, oh, you went to see your grandmother three times mm -hmm. this month. You are now. You can't go again. We're going to stop that. You won't be able to buy petrol because you're damaging the environment and you're, mm -hmm. you know, doing this, that and the other. So, and <laughs> And, and then we're going to dock you. We're going to, you know, like they do in Spain here, they <laughs> they embargo you here. But that'll be a common thing all around the world, you know. So, you know, Sanchez and all his polities and, and liars, lies, and it's nothing compared to this, you know. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. just to just to try and let's bring you know, let's bring Amber in on that because Amber's agreeing with a lot of you things are you're 100%. saying there. And smart cities yeah. is the way they're doing it. And so let's go to the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, and there's an attack on the food. Because in uh, when you watch videos of people who escape communism, one of the things, like especially this one video I saw from a gentleman who escaped communism from Cuba, it was forbidden for him to eat meat, like steak and lobster. Lobster that God made in the ocean, that God made cows for all of us to eat, it was forbidden for him to do so. And when he finally came to the United States, he was weeping because he was able to eat a hamburger, something that I take for granted every day. Then you see what's going on in Europe with the cattle farmers, and they're doing it here. Uh, Tyson just partnered with the UN, I believe, to make um, bug-based meat. And if they're going after the cattle farmers in Europe, they're going to go after the cattle farmers in the United States because you know who's buying the most farmland in the United States? Bill Gates and in and, and, uh, China. They're, and then not only are they built, buying up most of the farmland, China and Bill Gates, they are setting fire to the food manufacturing plants in the United States. It just, and you know why the independent media is so important? Because we've been the only ones highlighting the attack on the food. Mainstream media is not sharing that information. Mainstream media is not talking about central bank digital currency in the way that Henry just described it. So they're going to give you, if they allow you to eat meat with the communist agenda that they have, it's only going to be a small portion of meat that you're going to be allowed to have. And then once you max out on that with your central bank digital currency, you don't get any more. Yeah, well, no I'm going to just go back quickly. Back, I'm going to go back to the conversation that we had about Trump with his New Hampshire uh, talk, and there was something very interesting, right? That really took my eye. And Trump, Trump, Trump highlighted the fact that we are in the position of getting all of our arms that we have, and we're offloading them into the Ukraine. We are then making new tanks and new fighter jets that run on batteries, and all of these batteries are made by China. Right. So we are we are producing an army that is reliant on everything that comes out of China. Mm -hmm. Chips, 
from Taiwan, arms and batteries from China, and all of our militaries that we are putting together are going to all be reliant on the state that poses the biggest threat to us in the world. And medication now, from China too. A medication, large everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we're, we're, and this goes back to them when we talk about, you know, we talk about Biden and we talk about Democrats and we talk about Republicans. For me, it doesn't really matter about the Democrats. It doesn't really matter about the Republicans. What matters to me at the moment is Biden and Trump. Because Trump, for me, is the man who is actually standing up to the inner circle and saying, mm. I'm not going to have nothing to do with you guys, and that's what you're scared about. And that rhetoric seems to be ricocheting across the Western world because I've seen people and newspaper reports that are very, very political going, we must not let Trump get in. We, we're going to have a terrible... And it's like, well, well, hold on a minute. What's the big fear about Trump? Why are you all why are you all trying to turn, even turn the English and turn the Western and turn the Europeans before he's even stepped up to the ballot box? Mm. There's a big fear right. about Trump being That's involved. That's why they go after him, and he's lost. He's won every court case. Do you know Fannie Willis? She is, she's the one who's in charge of the county law enforcement, okay? She's the county attorney. As the county attorney, you are the chief law enforcement of that county. And she has gone after Donald Trump. And you know what happened? She has been in the spotlight because what she's doing is wrong. She is using government funds to go on vacations with her boyfriend. She put her boyfriend uh, in charge of prosecuting Donald Trump so he would get the paycheck. And then those two been gallivanting with public funds, my taxpayer dollars, to go and have the live the life that they want to live. And then they want to accuse Donald Trump of crimes. I mean, yeah. this is it's a two tier justice Amber. system that we're finding out in the United States. And Donald Trump keeps winning because yeah. they keep bringing false allegations. Hillary Clinton was the one who created the steel dossier that said, oh, it's the Russian collusion, the Russian collusion. That was because the CIA and Hillary Clinton made this whole fake thing up saying that mm. Donald Trump colluded with Russia. That never happened. He never colluded with Russia. Donald Hillary Clinton paid for those documents to be made. Nixon lost his presidency over just spying on a candidate. Hillary Clinton and the CIA was part of creating a false narrative against a president. And they still walk free because of the two-tier justice system. Donald Trump has been able to show us that there's a, a rule that's good for thee, but not for me. And you know what most most people around the world believe in? They want the government to leave them alone. They believe that the government should live by the law and not above the law. And they think and most people believe that the money they earn should belong in their pocket and not be taken away from them. Those are the three tenants. Amber, that most people let me stop you there, because I think that the cooker has just sounded which is the sound of the end of the political business di- <laughs> dilemma, right? But I must say it has been an absolute interesting. Um, interesting 50 minutes. I mean, we've had, we haven't even touched the surface. Amber, you must come back again, right? Because we haven't even got into this yet, right? We've just right, kind of got to know each other, right? Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to spend 50 minutes with you. Henry, the same, yeah, and Steve, the same. And Steve, as a resident guest, I think we've had, you know, a great 50 minutes here, haven't we? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Really enjoyed it. 
So, Amber, you're going to have to come back again. We're going to have to get you that. back on. And, Henry. And bring Henry back on so we can talk central bank digital currency. <laughs> that is a whole thing. Well, I, mean, I know. That's I a know. whole show in itself. Listen, Andy, who's our other resident speaker, who's off doing a Valentine's weekend. I mean, God bless him. <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean, he, he's he's far too old for it now, right? But he's off doing a Valentine's weekend. Yeah. And um, But we're going to have to get him back on because he was so disappointed that he missed this week's show. So, Amber, I will arrange for you to come back on. All right. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to the show on the Right Time Radio now on 90.4 FM. Um before I go, I'm gonna say Amber, thank you very much. Any last words? I just say, you know, keep uh, fighting the good fight. It's a grassroots effort. It's us against them. And I think this is a worldwide fight. It's not just the United States. I think it's everywhere around the world. Yeah. I agree with you hundred um, percent. Cool. and Henry, what's your last words? Yeah, I mean, let's just make people aware and educate them. And, and uh, the more of us, uh, uh, you know, can see the realities of things, maybe we'll be able to change them before it's too late. Because, you know, I'm not a doom and gloom guy, but you can just, you don't have to be a super intelligent person to see where it's all going, you know. But you know, hopefully we can make enough people aware with, with, your, with shows like yours, Adam, really. You know, let's see. Let's see what we can do. Steve? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you know, fighting a good fight is, um, is is the way forward because the world is not controlled by humanity. It's controlled by small quantities of extremely wealthy or powerful people. Uh, our problem is we've got to decide which side we want to fight on because mm-hmm. there's not just two sides, right? There's, that's where we. St- that's my dilemma. That's my dilemma. Well, uh, I will say this to finish the start? show. To finish the show, it's very interesting to see how people from across the world, right, in all different types of areas and all different types of industries, how we all seem to think the same way, and yet the politicians seem to think that we think differently. And it's very interesting to see that we have someone from America, from someone from Spain, people from England, that we all seem to think that we're being shafted by the politicians. Mm. And yet we all seem to vote against them, but they all seem to get back in power. Now, there's something going on, everybody, and that's yet to come. Find us again on the Business Lounge next week, where hopefully we'll have more people to talk about what the heck is going on in the world.